Welcome back to That Rugby Podcast, run by the Sports Booth. Uh, You are joined with our two main members. Back to the two of us. Two best members, I Just the two of us. Uh, Yes. um, (laughs) Me and Husey. Got you to sing, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Husey are back. Talk about rugby, sport we love, sport we enjoy the most. Um, Sport that breaks our heart, some of us anyway. uh, Well, yeah. And you too. Me recently. It definitely has been breaking my heart recently. And it it could coming up soon. No, we don't talk about that too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot to talk about in the world of sports. Yes. Oh, the world of sports, the world of rugby. Uh, at the moment, we've obviously got Women's Rugby World Cup. Both of our team squads have, uh, have fully been named now to go away for the Northern Tour. Um, a little bit of touching base on the NPC Final L uh, Rugby Back Home. A little bit of touching base on rugby over in England at the moment and what's happening over there. Um, and then a bit of chat on the under-20s slash under-19-16s for the Waratahs. But let's get things off with the Wallabies finally naming their squad. It was a big... It disappointed me. Now, not the squad itself, but with the All Blacks naming their squad, they have a particular post Mm. to tell you when they're naming the squad. It's quite a a theatrical process to it, and as it should be, it's a big moment. I... Continuously just had to keep searching. I didn't know when the Wallabies were going to release it. I don't know how they were going to release it. I don't know who yeah. was releasing it. I just want a bit more. That's, this is what we've talked about with the with the Wallabies. This is the one thing keeping Australian rugby, you know, up a, a little bit um, is the international game. Yeah. And you can't not make that special. And I think there's there was a missed opportunity there to make that special. However, saying that, an interesting squad. I ran a quick review of it on our Instagram and TikTok. If you don't. Follow us there, follow us there. It is uh, the sports booth. Um, but, Husey, let's get your kind of thoughts on it. I, yeah. I'm i pretty I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, look, I mean, you asked me uh, last week, I believe it was, uh, who are the international players that the Wallabies going to take? And I said, well, they're going to take Bernard Foley and a lock. And beyond that, I don't know. And it turns out they only took two international players, <laughs> Bernard Foley and a lock being a... Uh, Obviously, big Will Skeleton, very happy for him to be back in Wallaby's colours. Um, he was in there last year as well, uh, briefly, but hopefully become more of a mainstay because that is a notable uh, area of weakness, I guess, for uh, Wallabies. Wallabies. Mm-hmm. Um, but also probably the other big one, or two big ones really fit from my perspective, uh, but one that we've been sort of calling for is to get another one of these young 10s in there. And that's what they did. Uh, but most people probably would have tipped... Uh, Tane Edmed to yep. get in there. Uh, but Ben Donaldson's gone in there. And I've sort of gone back and looked at his performance in Australia A. And he, he's done he's done pretty pretty well for himself. He's had some good moments. So I could see why he's been uh, included in the squad as well. Yeah, um, I think just for, on that point, because uh, those two especially were battling out. Yeah. It's, it's heads and tails, you know what I mean? Um, I think the only thing that got Donaldson over the line, because both of them I think have played as well as each other throughout the season for the mm. Waratahs, is that camp that he had during Super Rugby when they went away pre the two to our uh, two countries meeting in Super Rugby. Yeah. He went away into that Australian camp. I think Rennie probably went, look, we did that. Let's take him away with us here. A I still bit of familiarity. Think, yeah, but other than that, I mean, heads or tails. And then uh, Luke's uh, favourite player to name, Mark Nawakanitawase. Uh, <laughs> Marky Mark. Yeah. Uh, he's been included and another sort of option at wing. Um, obviously no Corabetti for this spring tour because of his commitments to his Japanese uh, rugby club. And look, I know there was some sort of thinking like, oh, we sh-, you know, it's a bit shit that these rugby clubs are kind of not letting them come on the spring tour. At the same time though, I get it from 
it, I think it's I think it's positive, and I get where the the Japanese clubs are coming from. Like you're playing top dollar for these players, you don't want them to get injured or to wear themselves out before the season, yeah. everything like that. So hundred percent get it, and also it forces moves like this where you get a better look at some of these other players in. I would never call an international rugby match inconsequential, yeah. but you're not playing for a rugby championship. You're not playing for a Bledisloe, right? There's there's nothing on the line, yeah. right? You're not playing for a cup or anything. You're playing for pride, which is a big, big motivator, especially against these Northern Hemisphere teams, especially a team like England. Um, they're not playing England anyway. <laughs> uh, but, but to name the main one. Exactly. To name, yeah, whenever you play one of these Northern Hemisphere teams, it's, it's a, England's the number one the number that, yeah, one, yeah. that's on the hit list, right? Um Although the, the French might be up there for you guys. Um, uh, yeah, so Will Skelton, as I mentioned, in the team as well. Uh, Langai Gleeson, um, I think I gave, I think I mentioned his name last week as well. He did. Uh, so done pretty well, uh, picking some of the people to be in the team. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I like it. I, I, I do quite like it. There's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the final 23 and the starting 15 shake down to, but it's good for the players like. Donaldson and Nwaka Nituase to get in there and uh, just be around the team yep. before next year. No Vodivalu, Ports. Uh, I mean, I a- think a- it just it just comes down to like it, it, Mark's played better. Yep. Uh, Australia A as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Like it's just I think it's just that simple. And uh, just you know, it's one of those times where the the move hasn't worked out as successfully for the player as they would want. Like. Don't get me wrong, Vunavala is a good player and he's good for the Reds, but um, it just, I, mean, I thought he, his, it's hard to judge of the brief two minutes that he got against England. <laughs> and he, he flashed in there, but again, that game, everyone else was tired. He'd just come on fresh. There was there was nothing to play for at the stage. The game was over. So who knows? But the, the fact that the selectors have made that decision, it just seems like... It seems like he's not destined to be Wallaby. He's not destined to play in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. I would say I wouldn't count him out yet, but uh, it does hurt him. Like the fact yeah. that we we just said like these aren't consequential games, um, and he's not playing does hurt his chances. I think he has a big enough read season. He could definitely find himself in the right yeah. foot there. Curtly Bell also decided to be left behind. Thoughts on that? I mean, it's hard to hard to find a spot for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, they would they would have had to choose him over Jock Campbell, and I think yeah. the way Jock's played, I think he deserves a shot. It's the exact 100%. same as there, um, which is good. I think, I think, and I think as well, they know Beal. Yep. So they're not worried about. They don't need to like take him away and see what he's got, right? Whereas Campbell, young player, let's put him in a Wallaby squad. Let's see what he can do at that level. Now, there's obviously been a lot of talk about the ghetto law and Drew Mitchell. One one name who widely is against it now, even though it was used to start and created around his, I know, ghetto, but obviously his benefit as well. I know we discussed this earlier, but I've actually changed my tune on it. And I think they should abolish the ghetto law. Now, Is this because Sonny Bill's come out and said he wants to get rid of it as well? No, I couldn't care what Sonny Bill says, because if you agree with Sonny Bill as a rugby analyst, you're going down the wrong line. Um, but... You guys don't all just blindly follow him, whatever. He's no. Like, <laughs> I thought that was like, that was like a new law in New Zealand. New Zealand, whatever Sonny Will says or yeah. does. No, of course he's, not. It's like, isn't yeah? He's like the real prime minister, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah. what. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's our version of the Rock. Yeah. Realistically, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Will he run for prime minister? Will he run for president? Um, no. The reason I'm saying it more than more is it's got me thinking, and I go, it is just hamstringing you guys. Like, yeah. 
we we can see with Cotabiti not being allowed to play, like clubs will do that. Clubs will do that, and as long as it doesn't affect, like you said, championships, like you can always still select them for championships. Why does it matter? Like, mm-hmm. I there will still be players coming from Super Rugby. I go. The idea is to keep players in Australian rugby, and this is what we discussed, and actually went quite quite large on our TikTok. Um, was the rugby versus the rugby league debate? And I said, you, you know, you guys are losing it. You're losing. Super Rugby's going to lose to NRL eventually. It'll be null and void. And they, the the, the agreement among the people was a, it's played in only private schools, so yeah. you know, it's a, obviously a rich sport. Rah 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 rah. And B, yes, there isn't enough talent for that, and there. So therefore, if we go. Hey, you don't actually have to play in Australia to play for the Wallabies. You can make that million dollar contract, million one point two million dollar contract somewhere else. Eight hundred, you know, you can be that fringe player over, get some experience overseas, play in France, the south of France, play in Japan, but you can still wear a Wallabies jersey. It just it made more sense to me yeah. now. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, I I don't know that there's many Wallabies supporters out there that would want to keep it. You know, mm. uh, like you think next year we're going to have have such a big decision to make because, you know, we've got uh, Corabetti, but then we'll also have Karevi coming back from injury as well. If Skelton plays well, he's factoring himself into the mix. Rory you, Arnold. Yeah, Rory Arnold, Bernard Foley, all right. Um, and even um, Tom Banks is going overseas next year. He could play himself into a position of it being difficult to not choose him. Like, it's, yeah, just hamstringing ourselves needlessly yeah really needlessly and yeah and then you've you, i mean you've spoken well to the wider effects of it on the status of rugby so i'm not going to re- repeat what you said but yeah i 100 agree as well and i just started to think yeah more like looking at football as in soccer football um if players play all around the world and it doesn't it doesn't hurt the fact like to build your own league is more important so like you know an english player can play in, in France or Spain and a Spanish player can play in yeah. England. Obviously, the English Premier League is the biggest league in the world. But if the URC or the French League is the biggest league in the world, surely just that competition is just as good, you know 100%. What I mean? And I think the logic behind the Ghetto Law as well of we need these players to stay in Australia, otherwise we'll lose a good competitive super rugby. I don't think players playing overseas is what's causing that issue it's it's what you we what the comment said on the tiktok was it's it's not played widely enough at a youth level and that's that's something we've banged on about that it needs to be looked at at the youth level and and reinvigorated there because that's where that's where the battle's really being lost that's where it's being lost to not just rugby league but to afl and soccer as well Soccer, yeah. Uh, I I also think that Super Rugby needs an, a slight, like, not an overhaul, I don't want to say an overhaul, but I think anyone should be able to play for anyone in Super Rugby, and we're going to touch mm. a bit more on this point later. Um, just like a Bowden Barrett should be able to play for the Waratahs and still be able to play for the All Blacks. Like, yeah. The fact that that can't physically happen like just blows my mind. Like It's the same competition, why does it matter? But we'll get on to those points later. Uh, moving on to a competition that is nowhere near as big as all the ones we've been talking about. The NPC final is this week. We have the Wellington Lions, my Wellington Lions, mm-hmm. against our old foes, Canterbury. We haven't won the top grade since 2000. And we have played eight finals since then, four of them against Canterbury, and lost all four of those finals. So a betting man would put a lot of money on Canterbury to win. 
But in 2000, we went into Christchurch and beat Christchurch, or Canterbury. So I'll be watching with um, eyes and ears to hopefully... You'll be watching with ears. That's impressive. Hopefully <laughs> see and listen to yeah. a Wellington Lions victory because I have waited. I still remember going to the pub in 2013 when I was at university in Dunedin to watch it and having the most depressing time of my life as we watched Canterbury beat our team. But... It's, it's interesting, I said this before and I said, you know, like a lot of New Zealanders say, oh, you know, NPC's the way back, you know, Super Rugby's dead, rah, rah, rah. Again, two very good sides, I'd be impressed if they get 10,000 to a final yeah. here. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see how many we get there. I don't think we'll get too many, um, which, again, is disappointing for rugby in the terms of rugby, um, but it is what it is, I guess, in the world we are in today. Talking about that, and talking about the world of rugby we're in today, we've got the demise of two massive powerhouses with rugby over in England. The London Wasps and the Worcester Warriors have both gone into administration now. Worcester were a little bit earlier, uh, but London have, or the Wasps have officially gone in the past two days. It's, uh, yeah, look, I, I've i been to England before and I actually uh, got to go to Twickenham. Uh, when I was there, and there was a, a huge amount of wasps gear around. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is surprising that that they've gone because I always thought they were one of the the biggest bigger teams, and um, the Worcester Warriors, not Worcester, Worcester Warriors. Is it Worcester? Sorry, it's just it's just Worcester. 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 Yeah, okay. there's no no H in it, and it's like it's like the sauce is it Worcestershire sauce. So not not it, even though, even though. I know where because I hate these English place names because they do yeah. come from things like uh, like chest is the original word, but it's been bastardized into modern English to be Seth. So it's tricky. I don't blame you for getting it wrong. So I, it's say it again. So it's Worcester. 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 But it's got an H in it, yeah. No, there's no H in it. There's no H. In okay, it. maybe that's because I've got the H written in, it in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no. There's no that H in sense. it. So it's uh, just W O R C E S T E R. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. The, the sauce is Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Uh, not wor- Worcestershire sauce. No, not uh, like that. Not, not like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, enough about the English Back language. Back that. <laughs> enough about the English. But I, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I hadn't heard of the Worcester Warriors before, but I definitely heard of the London Wasps. Like yeah. they were, they were a big deal. Um, I just, it's sad. Yeah, it's, it's sad, but I mean, it, it should be, a, that should be a warning shot for Australian rugby. And this is what I kind of wanted to get. Again, we don't obviously follow the English Premiership that highly. No one down here does so much. We just see all our players disappearing over there. Mm. Um, 167 people were laid off for the for the loss, which is obviously sad and very, yeah. very disappointing for all those people. But it is a warning shot. I've said it a lot of times, like ownership and this and that with, um, you know, Super Rugby franchises and if owners – don't do a good job. We can see now what is because the, they're built the same as you know your Premier League football clubs or soccer clubs. Um, and if an owner doesn't do a good job or they're not run correctly, they can end up like this, which mm. they shouldn't end, be ending up like this. Like there's definitely enough money in English rugby to be doing that. So that's why they're talking about centralised contracts in England now, which is really interesting because we 
do that in New Zealand, like all the All Blacks have a centralised contract, the NZRU pays for it and then there's bits and pieces, so it's not like a full contract is coming out of the Hurricanes or something like that. And then obviously NZRU has a bit of ownership in every, pretty much every Super Rugby club in New Zealand, which I don't like, but again, it stops situations like this. Mm. But it also hampers, I think, the growth of our game and the opportunity to grow our game with big money. We see the Western Force... Um, who are backed by a very rich owner, um, doing very good things and, you know, doing big things. They've, who did they link with? They linked with someone recently over in France or England or someone like that. They've linked with a club because I saw, and, and this people who may not read the news, you know, the sponsors of the All Blacks Outrad and they're the same sponsors for the Western Force. Mm. They are in a bit of trouble, their owner for, it's like, not forgery, it is like manipulation or something like that on the world rugby stage or French rugby stage. Yeah. Um, so I did see that. So that could be some trouble for the All Blacks and the force there um, because it's a French-ran company. Uh, but yeah, I I just went, I can, well, I'm, I've always talked about owners in, in Super Rugby, but now I look and I'm like, oh, is that is that a step too far? Are we going to get poorly run things? This isn't like, as much as this is an American, we've Americanized it. It's not American money we have, you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah. I just it, it, it interests me because I'm like I've always harped on about. I think we need owners. I think we need separate, you know, people. But a rugby club maybe isn't that actually, you know, profitable, which yeah. we're seeing here. Um, and I think there's there's bigger problems in the English game. Um, but you know, they're looking at changing the size of the divisions, ten teams, and stuff like that, which is interesting. But again, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a warning sign I think for rugby. Across the globe, yeah, um, I think rugby across the world in just about every place other than France, Japan, and the US, and because the US is where it's growing, it's going growing exponentially at the yeah. moment, um, and that's a that's a great market to crack into. Japan's doing well for itself, and France is doing well for itself. Those are the two cashed up rugby place in the world. Like if you want to make money playing rugby, that's where all the Wallabies players go. Yeah, so. it is It is interesting because those are ownership-based models. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like as we – I don't know if I have it in the notes, do I? Let me just check before I start blurting this out. I do, but I'm going to move on to it now. Artie Sevilla going on a sabbatical yeah. uh, to the the Honda – no, it's. I, I saw this before. He's going. He's, he's going to Japan. Yeah, he's going to Japan to play for one of the teams. Um, who you know they all like after have, the World Cup. It should be noted. Yes. So playing this twenty twenty three for the Hurricanes, then sabbatical in twenty twenty four, back in twenty twenty five. Um, it's interesting. Like I like that. I, I love that idea. But I just they, they they're run by owners or big companies that have money behind them that can fund them that they can use as tax write offs. You know, like. You know, there's there'll be a lot of smart ways you could run a rugby club with some money. The Cabelco Kobe Steelers. There we go. Hey, Steelers. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Your favourite Japanese rugby team now. Yeah. They are now. <laughs> so I mean, I just yeah, I don't know. I not taken away from Marty, but just the the the, the where the, where the money is. Surely you're looking at that and going, how do we get that? Now New Zealand rugby's financially pretty stable and, and definitely have a lot of money flowing around. But the game's not financially stable in New Zealand. Yeah. You look at the like the ITM cut, oh, the NPC. You look at Super Rugby. I don't want to say that's financially stable yet. So I don't know. There's a lot I think that needs to be done, um, and I might do a video on it uh, about Super Rugby and what I think the breakdown needs to happen on this side of the world to win some of those battles. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a, like we've just said. It's a warning sign for everyone else other than pretty much Japan. 
uh, France and the USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to... Oh, yes, I wanted to talk about this. To stay on Super Rugby before we get off on to uh, a bit more of an international rugby chat. Yeah. Uh, Levi Amour made the All Blacks 15. Now, he's eligible because Moana Pacifica aren't actually considered a New Zealand rugby franchise. Mm. So you c- he couldn't play for the All Blacks. Interesting enough. What I believe without signing for a New Zealand Super Rugby side. Okay. So someone said, well, what's the point of Moana Pacifica's best player because he was the MVP playing for the All Blacks XV. Now he doesn't get a test cap it doesn't like he can still play for anyone else and you know he hasn't made his decision of who he's going to play for so what a lot of people were saying is Ian Foster or someone have gone on to him and said hey mate don't you know play for Samoa don't play for Tonga Fiji you have another good season you may be in the lineup for the All Blacks for the 2023 World Cup yeah now he was like, you know, minor Pacifica, surely they should be playing for the Pacific Nations. And I just went, surely this is good for rugby. You've got the best player in minor Pacifica and the second best team in all of New Zealand. Like, that should be a goal of minor Pacifica, not just to play for your nation, but let's say you can see a pathway where you can go, okay, I can go through minor Pacifica and still make the All Blacks if I am. Because there's going to be a lot of, you know, Tongan-born players or Samoan-born players who live in New Zealand who have the idea of, I've represented yeah. one or the other. I just feel like it was a good thing rather than a, especially the XV where he doesn't get a cap to his name. You know yeah. what I mean? I I think it's good as well because it's it also means that he'll be better for Moana Pacifica next year. Like you, exactly. it's the same thing that we've seen for um, Pablo Matera. Yeah, right. It's it, it's it's just it's yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think it's. I, I can see where the where the sort of I guess opponents of it are coming from. Uh, you know. You want your to build up these smaller nations and build up their skill. You want their best players playing for them, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a journey. Like um, we're at this point here, point A, and we want to get to point B, right? We've got to. You're not going to instantly get there. You've yep. got to progress along the way, and this is a good way to progress to that point. So, Definitely, I think you know all yeah. the skills and everything he learns from that that traveling with them. Yeah, he's going to take back into Moana Pacifica and be a leader there. So I was and, just and, like, and improve the players around him as well. Like exactly, it, it, yeah, it's a it's a wider benefit. You've got to really think of it much longer term and not short term. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Let's move on to international rugby, and this is what I wanted to discuss with you, Husey, and mm-hmm. get your thoughts. Your 2023 Wallabies World Cup backline. Let's yeah. say you've made it all the way through the final. Oh, you're you're, you're deciding the final team, um, and you've got no injuries. There's no bar, you know, setbacks. Who are you selecting? What are you selecting? I mean, look, this is this is hard because obviously we got to go, we don't know what's going to happen next year. Who's going to play well next? Play well, year. exactly. You're basing it off now and yeah. what you know in the past, and maybe what you hope. Number in the nine, I'm picking Nick White. Okay. Um, because he can get under people's skin. He's good number nine. He's a classic number nine. Yeah. Right, number nine. Number 10, at the moment, at this moment, I'm picking Bernard Foley. Okay. Um, I don't think that really needs too much expression. I think Quaid's, the only expression I give, I think Quaid's probably just too old at yep. this point. Too many injuries, not reliable. Like, I know you said coming into they've got no injuries, but you can get injured during the game. And, like, you want your 10 to be in control throughout the tournament kind of thing. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I just think he's going to get injured uh, at some point. 
Centers. Um, well, Karevi at 12. Yeah. The harder one is 13, though. Because, like, there's... So to list, like, eligible Wallaby centers, we've got Ikitao, Paisami, Pattaya, Fakedi, and uh, Parisi. Yeah. Right? I like sort of the main ones that I think of. Like, I... Krevy's got the 12 jersey yeah. on lock. I don't think anyone can challenge him for that. No, and no one can argue that, I don't yeah. think. You know? um, outside centre, though, that's tough. Uh, I mean, recency bias makes me feel like Fichetti should be in the squad. Fichetti. Uh, Fichetti. Just because he played so well in the games against New Zealand. But he's a 12. I know. That's what. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I just, I, that's why I'm saying. You're trying like, to get him in the squad. But yeah. Uh, I think uh, I th- think I'd have to go with Ikitao. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Ikitao. Wingers, Corabetti. Yep. Um, mm, second winger. Because wingers also then determined by fullback, right? Because I think Callaway should be in the squad. Yep. But should he be in there as fullback or should he be in there <laughs> as a winger? That's the question. That's the dilemma, my friend. So, because then, you know, say someone like Jock Campbell plays well as well, or Marky Mark, Mark Nawaka, Nitawasa, like, say they play well, they could they could open up a spot. They can. As, as well. Um, I don't think, I don't think Dylan Peach will make it next year, but he's also an ascending Australian winger to look out for. Uh, and you can't discount Reese Hodges just as the safety net back there. Although I think when you're in a World Cup final, you're not, you shouldn't play with a safety net. You should play with someone who's going to score points for you. Mm. This this is the hard one. This is the hard. I think I would go... Mm. I think I would go... I'm sort of slightly projecting a little yep. bit now yep. at this point. Nawaka Nitawase wing, Callaway fullback. Interesting. Because yep. Yep. we've seen what we can get from Tom Wright and Tom Tom Banks, yep. the two Toms. Um, and if Nawaka Nitawase doesn't perform, Tom Wright in the wing, Callaway fullback, you'll be you'll be all right. Like, yep. But I think Nawaka Nitawase has more upside. Yep. So if we're, if we're sort of looking ahead to 2023, right, I, and how we can improve between now and then, yep. um, and we'll... We'll see more of him in the spring tour, obviously. I think he's got the potential to be up there. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough for me tough. to name Tom Wright on the wing because – and it's the same with Tom makes it fullback. Like, I know I'd get solid performances out of them, but I don't want a solid performance. So this well, is the World Cup Finals. Finals. Yeah, I want a World Cup Finals winning performance. And I think Kellaway has got the upside to get that done. He's creative yeah. enough um, at the fullback spot to do it. The Pattaya fullback experiment hasn't worked out, and like he needs to show me a full season of healthiness, good rugby. Before yeah, I'm I like, just I don't know where he's at the moment. I feel like he lacks direction of what position he's going to play yeah. and own. Right? Like, is he a center? Is he a winger? Is he yeah. fullback? Put him put put him somewhere and let him stick there. So I don't I don't I'm not putting it on Pattaya because I think he gets moved around because yep. he's a good enough player to do that. But I think that lack of focus is, is definitely affecting his game. Yeah. Um and so that's what makes me hesitant about putting him in a squad. Um and yeah, uh other options 
Look, Reese Hodge again. As I said, you're playing with sort of a safety net, but yep. that's not really what. So you just want. run us, run us through your team quickly again. The back line, back, back line. Husey would choose choose for a world rugby world cup final. Uh, Nick White, Bernard Foley, uh, Sami Karevi, Len Ikitao, uh, Marika Korobedi, uh, Mark Nawakani Tawase, and Andrew Kellaway. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I'm going to share my thoughts now. Yeah. Quickly, uh, for my if I was cho- if I was choosing a Wallabies World Cup final team to play the All Blacks, obviously mm. uh, nine white, yeah, ten Lolisio, okay, twelve Karevi, yep, thirteen Ekatel, Korobeti mm-hmm. one wing, Vonivalu the other wing, really, yep, fullback Callaway. So even though Vunivalu hasn't been picked in the spring tour squad, do you still think he's going to make the Wallabies next year? I, I, I he needs a, if he has a good season under the Reds, I think he get he can get himself back into that Wallabies opportunity. Mm. I think it's going to take him that year, and I think he has a good year and breaks out with the Reds. I think you've got, like you said, you've got a for a World Cup final, you need a couple of wingers who are going to do something special. Yep. And I go. Looking at the wingers around the world, I go Jordan and Clark. I go Mumpimpy and um, Chislin Cosley. I go, you know, Vonivalu Kotobeti. Yeah. Fuck, that's, that's that's a pretty dangerous wing wing pairing. If, if he can if get he it can, right, if he yeah. can get it right, yeah, it, 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 it's a scary situation. But he has to get it right. That's yeah. that's what I'm basing on this on now. You know, a whole year away from the World Cup. I mean, Pe- Peach for me again, like he he continues to ascend for me from. The start of the year, no one knowing his name, to playing in Australia A and being one yep. of their better players as well. Like, I don't know if he's going to have enough time to establish himself before the World Cup next year. But again, I think sort of similar to Vunivalu, if he has a breakout year, he's another name to watch as well because he's he's young, quick, creative, and has a lot of upside, yep. right? He, especially as the season went on for the Waratahs, he just always seemed to know where to be. 100%. Um, all right. All Blacks back line now. We were to name an All Blacks back line um, for a Rugby World Cup final. Mm. We've just done our Wallabies, but let's name our All Blacks one. Um, I'm going to start. Uh, okay, nine, Aaron Smith. Pretty easy. Yeah. Ten, I'm going Richie Mwanga. I've mm. always been a fan of Bowden Barrett coming off the bench, so I'm going to decide to do it again. Uh, I've seen I, – and look, please cut in the video and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think we discussed this previously – and you said that... Bowden Barrett's the best. No, you said that you preferred Mwanga coming off the bench rather no, than... Barrett, so. 23, because he can cover fullback and first five. I, f- I, feel like you've, I feel like you said a different... If I can but, find but, it. But if you can't find it, look, I, 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 might be, I might be remembering it wrong. You which it, It's happened wrong. before in the past, but yeah. I feel like... You are remembering it wrong. Yeah. But it's all right. I'll, if I can find it, I'm definitely posting it. Um, yeah. No, so I'm going Mwanga uh, 12 and 13. See, now, God, I want Geordie Barrett at 12. Yeah. God, I want Geordie Barrett at 12. However, I don't think Foster's going to do that. Uh, so what I'm actually going to go is An- Anton Leonard-Brown, who hasn't been playing because he's been injured, and Rico Arne, so Anton Leonard-Brown at 12, Rico Arne at 13. Jordan and Clark on the wings. Am I happy with their defence? No. Am I excited about their attack? Of course. And then Geordie Barrett at the back. That is my All Blacks back line. Um mm. 
Havili misses out. To play, obviously, out injured at the moment, but he misses out. Uh, Roger, not in there. Yeah. But I think Leonard Brown's way too good. If he can get back into form, it doesn't really matter. That takes out the Geordie Barrett question. But the only alternative I'd have is Geordie Barrett into 12, Jordan at the back, and then, like, Severis on the wing. Um, or Alistair Whanganuku uh, on the wing. Uh, but, yeah, even that, I'm not, not that impressed. I'll take the first thing. Yeah, I mean, look, I can't really disagree with you there. I think you make good points. Um, I would probably be very similar in picking a team. Um, I get, yeah, I'm not as authoritative on on All Blacks uh, players compared to Wally's players, obviously, because yeah, you know, focus on that. We've got enough problems without me having yeah, to look at, <laughs> at New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, the the, the twelve position uh, is an is an interesting one, but mainly just because you've got so much talent there. Yeah. So. Um, and then, yeah, the wingers, um, Caleb Clark, Will Jordan, just so hard to put down and stop. Um, yeah, I think Will Jordan will be on the wing rather than fullback yeah. for the World Cup. And then, yeah, someone like Geordie Barrett at 15. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's my team for if the World Rugby World Cup final was mm. tomorrow for the All Blacks. I'd be nine, Aaron Smith, 10, Mwanga, uh, 11, Caleb Clark, 12, uh, Anton Leonard Brown, 13, Ricky Oani, 14, Will Jordan, and 15, Geordie Barrett. Mm. Shall we chat? I put under here under 20s just purely because I wanted to chat about an under 20s comp, but I'm going to let you start off because there's actually an under 19s and under 16 comp that the Waratahs are dominating. Absolutely showing up. Yeah, so we talked about last week. Of uh, Fittler. Tank Fittler. Uh, but yeah, the under 16s. Uh, had a 51 to 10 win over the Brumbies. Um, always good to, to beat the Brumbies. Yep. And then the under 19s, believe they played the force. Yeah. Uh, just trying to find. Either way, they won still. They did. So, uh, yeah, look, the young uh, Waratahs are looking good i must say i am enjoying seeing this content on stan sport like yeah. that's on stan the finding stuff like this but this is opening up to my question of like an under 20s comp just seems right does it not yeah like i know we've got one back home that isn't widely done but i would love to have an under 20s truck comp at the same time super rugby's happening yeah. have, have played played sort of like what nrl does game before the game game before the game you know i know they not like this juicy flag now and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not so much under 20s as it was. But I just think, again, I've got all these ideas and I don't know how feasible these ideas yeah. are. Like, I, I'm sure they've looked into it, but like t- the Super W should be across countries. Like, we should yeah. we should have the New Zealand woman against the Australian woman against the Fijian woman, you know, get a minor Pacific team going, all of that. There should be, you've your to be in Super Rugby, you should have a Super W and a Colts team pretty yeah. much and under 20s and I just would I think an under 20s comp would do really well um, for new talent you know for getting kids into the game yeah. um, I just think the content from it the players you'll get to see there like it's a lot of reason we're losing players is like a lot of people were saying you know in NRL you know you look at Suwali who was Told yeah, we'll give you a shot at 18 as soon as you turn 18 you'll get a shot well, whereas he can play at 17 they he, did he a played whole exception it. yeah and in rugby, it was like, oh, no, you've got to get a shoot shield. Yeah. And you've got to play shoot shield, and then we'll see how good you are. It's like, if you had an under-20s, we'll, oh, you'll get you into the system. And if you're good enough, uh, even without playing under-20s, we'll put you in the in the, yep. in the, uh, in the TARS team there. So I just feel like there's an opportunity there. 
You think you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I was I was nodding along emphatically, but then I remember we've got a uh, podcast. We've got we we, we have audio listeners as well. But yes, <laughs> uh, I I I definitely agree. Um, that that's just how much I agree. I was just nodding because I didn't really have anything to add. It was just like yeah, he's, Luke's making some good points. It's oh. a, it's yeah, an odd doesn't happen often. But yeah, I was about to say yeah. it's an odd experience. So that's why we're not used to not used to it happening. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a it's a great idea, especially the the point I especially like is that. Uh, um, all the super rugby comp, uh, super rugby teams should have an associated uh, super W team, and actually there was I I think that now this is my this is my sort of bold idea. Oh, it's not my idea, but it's a bold idea that I've heard that I I'm actually a bit of a fan of, uh, and I think it is something that should be looked into by uh, rugby, but also other sports. And I think what we should have is rugby teams linked with franchises from other sports, particularly something like netball, yep. right? So you have Waratahs, and there, there's a, there is a netball competition going on in Australia, Fox Sports Broadcast and everything. Link some of those teams, right? Yep. Uh, Gold Coast Titans do it. Sorry? Gold Coast Titans do yeah. it. They have a Titans netball team. I there haven't seen anything on it, but I just, yeah, I yeah. see them so all the time. Something like that. And you don't even need to change the branding of the netball teams, but just have them as sort of like partnered franchises and, you know, do some shared marketing and things yep. like that together because then you're hitting the two, you're hitting more markets you can find. A-League, probably not. It's probably too big in its own right now. Um, but that I think that would be amazing for everybody, like getting some associations there because, you know, A-League's just growing. Um, not AFL, stay away from AFL. Uh, and you're not going <laughs> to pair it with Rugby League either. Like any, any, any sort of football sport I think yep. is going to be tough to do. But something like cricket... I think could be 100%. pretty pretty amazing. Like we got Big Bash, right? Link some of those up with um, Waratahs and yes, yeah, the, 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 yeah. There's just unfortunately there's just more Big Bash teams than there is Super Rugby teams. Maybe that's an incentive to open up more Super Rugby teams. Who yeah. knows? Like, but yeah, start getting some cross branding going, um, unifying sports uh, kind of thing, getting more eyes on the prize. Um, and I think that's I, I, that's been talked about before in the media. It's not any sort of massive bold new idea but yeah i think it's 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 worth considering definitely a, a worth a consideration i think it could help it's all, all it's going to do is strengthen the brand that you've got and stuff yeah. like that so all right let's move on to women's rugby the women's rugby world cup to mm-hmm. finish us off obviously the australian women kept their world cup campaign yep, alive uh just due to the sharpshooting boot of kramer um, who kicked two for uh, two in conversions to help them beat Scotland 14 12 mm. on a very windy day in Whangarei. Um, so that was a good win for the Wallaroos to keep their season alive. One of the better games of rug- women's rugby you'll probably ever see was France versus England, and it was only 7 13. But just the physicality in that game, it was good to see the England woman tested. Yeah. Good to see that they can be brought down a level, and not saying that like to be brought down a level, but like they are, they are so far up here for me at the moment yeah. to see a team like the French woman do what they did was a fantastic and the defence the French woman some of the numbers I was reading I couldn't believe it I think I saw someone there with 28 tackles in the game I was ridiculous oh. New Zealand uh, demolished uh, Wales in mm. a Portia Woodman uh, absolute Jonah Lomu-esque game and then Fiji have knocked the South African woman out of the uh, World Cup by beating them. So it goes into our last round um, of pool games. New Zealand 
against Scotland. New Zealand's already qualified. Australia and Wales to decide who goes through. Yep, big one. Um, Canada, Italy and U- or Canada play, I believe, Japan, Italy and USA face off to see who goes through. Japan England. play Italy, Canada play USA. Oh, interesting then. Okay, so then Italy most likely to go through because USA would have to beat Canada to go through. Mm. And then England against South Africa, France against Fiji, France needing to beat Fiji to go through. But realistically, looking at it now, it'll be New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Italy, England, France going through. I believe that's the best six teams. I actually think the US might be ranked above Australia. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean... Well, we said we said last week that the I think the Northern Hemisphere teams, especially France and England, we know the English are professional. Yep. Right, and the French got to be. I would say they would. I'm not sure Borderline. if they are or not. I reckon they are. Borderline. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah. And so I'm not that surprised if the French have pushed oh, that hard. Oh, sorry. I also see that. Wait. Top two in each. Two best third place to qualify for quarterfinals. Yeah. Oh. So there's a good chance. USA make it anyway, and mm. then up to Wales, Fiji, Australia uh, to make it because yeah. Wales already have uh, USA have a bonus point. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, so it's pretty crucial to finish first in your pool, then I imagine. Yeah, look, um, winning you're in. That's that's what that's why Australia in. Australia's motto is going to be this week. Definitely winning you're in. Even yeah, yeah, winning you're in. Even a loss would probably put you in after Fiji got spanked by England. Their point stiff is a wee way off, and then they've got the hard France. So. I mean, it's going to be an interesting. I can't wait for the quarterfinals. I think, like you know, it's been it's actually been a really good. Like I've never been a women's rugby watcher before. I don't want to say a supporter because I support women's rugby, of course, but I've never really watched it other than yeah. my local club rugby, um, and it's been fascinating. Uh, it's definitely opened the game. I think I've always said this with World Cups, and I'm really interested why the football will give it, World Cups never done it, but why they don't run them at the same time, yeah, and have a women's world cup and a men's world cup at the same time so running side by side uh purely just for the fact that imagine the ticket sales you could have because if i'm going to france to watch the all blacks win a 2023 world cup and the women were playing in france at the same time i'm probably buying tickets to all the women's yeah. games as well i feel like there'd be just a bit like it's it's a more it's a yeah. mess, that's the biggest event rugby event in the world um and it's not to take away from the women's events, you know, if anything, it, you, you know, know like you crowds. look at Wimbledon and and all the tennis opens, it's the crowds are there. Like they all, we always talk about, you know, equal pay. Well, now you've got an equal, you know, t- like everyone's bringing in the yeah. same amount of numbers. You know, it's like okay, this is now a World Cup here. Obviously, the the men's are going to get more views and, and probably more watch time on TV and 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 more people into the crowds, but it's. It's the same event, you know, yeah. it's all going. It, it boosts it up anyway, yeah. at least, so there's less of a disparity, yeah. So I think 100%. interesting discussion for, for the future. I'm mm. sur- I, I think it'll take one big sport to do it, and then everyone else will go, oh, that was a really good idea, I wish we yeah. had done that. But I understand having it separate as well, having two events. Um, but yeah, I think we'll be back here next week to, to, to kind of preview the quarterfinals where it'll really start to ramp up. We're also here next week to preview the first game of the the Summer Series Northern Tour, um, as they call it over in, um, or what we call Summer Series, I think, they, I don't know what they call it over in the North, but New Zealand versus Japan is the Return of the game. Colonials, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, we'll be preview- previewing that, and uh, kind of probably coming up with some predictions for what we're going to see ahead. Clean sweep from the Wallabies. Clean sweep, Jesus, yeah. that would be special. Yeah, I mean, that 
it is a time now. It's it's a just win. You need to win. It doesn't really matter. Even if you put on good performances, you'd rather a poor performance and a win because yeah. you just need wins now. Like I trust Rennie. I trust what he's doing. But you just need wins now. You need wins. You need to stack them hotcakes. Stack them hotcakes. Get yep. them dubs. And then take yourself to McDonald's for some hotcakes as well, you know. If if you earn some wins and earn the hotcakes, we will deliver the hotcakes. Yep. Tell you what, Wallabies. If you guys get a queen, clean sweep of the Northern Tour, I'll take you all out for ice cream. I'll uh, take the Wallabies out for ice cream. You'll take them out for ice cream? Yeah. I put oh. the offer out. It's up to them to accept it. But <laughs> I'll take the Wallabies out for ice cream if they win their if – they, if they clean sweep – the you know not even clean sleep as long as they have a winning record a winning record winning record I'll take the Wallabies out for ice cream a whole squad whole squad all thirty management as well of course that's part of the team okay well that's more than thirty well okay well I mean like all thirty what players. ice cream are you getting them like a McDonald's ice cream or are you oh yeah soft serves okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not getting, the, I'm not getting them gelato Messina <laughs> like, let's, be, let's be real I'm not made of money all right. Yeah. All right, there you go. You heard it here. But we could all go out for. Uh, I, I won't just get your sausage. We could get a hot, hot fudge Sunday. Hot fudge Sunday. Or if you want, you can add the. Or, or if we don't want to go out to a restaurant, I'll get a. I'll get a few tubs of Ben and Jerry's, and we can have a sleepover. Exactly. There you go. Ben and Jerry's on the line. Yeah. Ice cream. If they needed the motivation, cakes. they've got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the money wasn't enough, I know. Yeah. The ice cream's there. Money, no. Pride, no. Ice cream with Husey? Yeah. (laughs) Done deal. There you go. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace.